Hey there out there. You're deeply tuned in right now, man, to the Real People Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Andrew Ginsberg. If this is your first time tuning in, we have a great guest today. Good one to tune into. Aya Hoja, a Turkmen-American actor, entertainer, dancer. She used to be a marketing person and a salesperson in the corporate world and left all that to chase her dreams. We talked about her, her sort of path to self-discovery. It was a really good one, so welcome to the show. If you're returning, thanks for listening again. You're all doing okay out there on this Monday morning. Don't forget to leave the house on Mondays. You got to leave. I often like get so excited over the weekend with like my recharging of like I'm outside. I'm walking around. I'm out there. I've got a mask on, but I'm I'm walking around. I'm not just in my place today for the whole day. I'm outside. But then on Monday, I kind of like rush. I wake up late. I got to take some calls. I'm around all afternoon. And then I'm like, okay, at 7 o'clock, I'm, leave- I'm definitely going to leave the house. And then I kind of just don't. Sometimes that can bleed until Tuesday. And then I'm like, it's Wednesday, you know, because life now is kind of just one long, continuous Instagram reminder of what you were doing two years ago. You know, so you got you to gotta make sure you put some, r- some, some speed bumps there, break it up, get outside, stand there. Go back inside. My deep thought this week, what do I want to say? I was thinking about businesses that might never open again because of the coronavirus. And while that is very sad, there's one area where I'm kind of like, okay, if it never comes back. And that is escape rooms. Escape rooms, look, not my thing. Let them close. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just not a game person or like a puzzle person. Sitting down with a group of people and and figuring something out is just, just not fun for me at all. So like even when... Like the virus was in its like full swing in March and April, and everybody was shelter in place at home. A lot of my friends were texting me pictures of of puzzles that they completed, and I was like, "All right, man! Like you're sending me a, a picture of you completing a 1,200 piece Lion King puzzle. It says ages five and up on the box. Aren't you taking the and up part pretty, you know, liberally? You ha- you're 37 and you have a mortgage. Like, am I supposed to be impressed by this? I, it, it's just not my thing." And similarly, like, when everybody was playing Monopoly and board games, there's all these conspiracy theories about, oh, did, did the virus come from a lab? Was it manufactured? Who knows? It's like, if it was manufactured by anybody, it was manufactured by the Parker brothers. They got together with the people at Hasbro, and they were like, how can we get people to play our games and do our puzzles again? How can we get people to play Monopoly? I don't, I don't trust Monopoly, a game about capitalism, where at the end one person gets bailed out by the bank. And also, when you're playing games, I find that all it really is is a group of people arguing about the rules of what the game is the entire time. Like, that's not, you can't do that. That's not, that's against the rules. It says right here, you can't move now. I, I don't want to argue about, about this for two or three hours. It's just not fun. Not my thing. And how that trickles to escape rooms, it's like escape room is just a live version of playing a board game. Except it's happening to you. You're, you're really, you know, working with other people to follow the rules and understand the rules and discuss the rules deeply so that you can get out of this prison that you've signed up for for fun as a team building exercise. Not my thing. I don't know if that was a deep thought or a deep rant, but now you all know my position (laughs) position on puzzles and games. Uh, Continuing my tradition that people seem to like, people are saying is the best. People are saying it's the great best best tradition. Very good. Very mean. of promoting a charity that I think reminds me of the guests in lieu of a sponsor. This week I'm promoting artsedalliance.org. 
The Arts Education Alliance of the Bay Area is a coalition of arts providers, educators, advocates working together to ensure that all youth in the San Francisco Bay Area receive a comprehensive and quality arts education. The AEABA organizes professional development workshops, networking events, monthly newsletters, a blog, and arts education advocacy events. Uh, and the events are all free for all members to attend, so check that out. All right? All right, let's dive in. Okay, I'm really excited to bring on my guest today, Aya Hoja, Turkmen, American actress. Really interesting interview. Uh, this, this interview was, was unique in a lot of ways. But one, on a personal level, this was the first time I've ever in my life interviewed somebody that I didn't already know everything about. If you've been listening to the show, you know I've been interviewing a lot of my friends. Not that Aya isn't my friend, but I, I, she was my coworker. I knew her five years ago. We worked together at a corporation. I convinced her to become a sales rep. That was probably the last time I checked in with her. She wanted to be in marketing. And then just following her on Instagram over the years, I saw that she, she kind of quit the corporate world and seems to have <laughs> become an actor and an artist. And a, and a social media presence. And I was always really fascinated by her and, and that, that change and transition. And I wanted to know, what have you been up to? How did you decide to leave corporate life and chase your dreams? And so I thought maybe we could uh, hash that out live on a microphone in front of everybody we know. And she seemed really receptive to that. We had a great conversation. It was honestly one of my favorite ones so far, but I had to work a little bit harder because I had to learn how to actually interview somebody, which I think I did pretty successfully. I'm, I'm happy about it. Uh, Aya is just a, a really, really unique individual, a very passionate, motivating, positive person. After I was through talking to her, I actually took an inventory of my own, where I'm at in life, and, and started kind of wondering, how can I be more like Aya? I mean, it's really, really powerful, really, really powerful voice. I'm fortunate to have captured it. You know, I, I've, I'm lucky that she gave me this time, and I'm really grateful that I get to share it with whoever's listening to this. So without further ado, let's bring on Aya Hoja. What are you going by these days? Well, I go as Aya, but um, the given birth name is Aigul. So it's A-Y-G-U-L. It means moonflower. Um, mm. Yep. So it derived um, from Turkmenistan. That's where I'm originally from. Uh, born and mm. raised, kind of. And then I came to America when I was 11 years old. Um, but yeah, when I came to America, no one knew how to pronounce Igul. And there's, they would butcher the crap out of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. done. Um, just stick to my nickname, <laughs> which was Aya. Um, and even that, people still manage to um, butcher it. And they're like, is it Aya? Is it Aya? <laughs> yeah, they'll add a J in there. They'll get very, people just get creative. Ava, they've called me Ava as well. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Um, thank you. That's so interesting that it wasn't your uh, the original pronunciation of your name. I would have never guessed that, you know, because actually, before we were talking, I was doing a little research just about you, and I was thinking about like, like I think Aya is such like a a striking and beautiful name, like you know what I mean? It's it's so like, um, thank you. Like I don't know, it's 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 just like a very natural like earthly sort of name, like you know, and it's unusual. It all kind of reminds me of a star, and then mm. I started googling like a star called Aya. And then I, I found your website and I saw you actually wrote a, a blog about the definition of your name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and I like I mean, does it mean something to you that's special, like the, the name Aya? Like does does it give you some sort of attitude or uh like just a kind of a way you channel your own energy throughout the day by defining yourself as Aya, you know? 
That's a really great question. Um, not <laughs> really, but I will say, okay. you know, <laughs> um, I and I go, they are definitely two different um, energies, I guess, not individuals since it's the same person, um, but two different yeah. energies. Um, Aya definitely is more fun, outgoing and risky, while I go mm. is more of the serious side, um, you know, reserved and... Um, yeah, so th those are two different like kind of energies, vibes that I d get to. So whenever someone does call me Aigul, it's more on the serious side versus when it's Aya, it's all out and she's this person, whoever she wants to be at that moment type of thing. So, wow. um, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, hey, like that's really interesting that you kind of had like a modern like, I, of course, lots of people immigrate to the United States, obviously. Right. But you had the, yeah. that's such a characteristic of immigration in my head from what I know about it. Like you come to America and then somebody changes your name. And it's nice to know that you were able to control your own uh, name and, and sort of dictate that yourself and what it meant to you. Um, yeah. I know like a lot, like, you know, when my family came over through Ellis Island on the Italian side, like my mom's maiden name is Durasmo. And I think mm -hmm. it was something crazy like Durasmo Pontevecchio Controlio. You know, it was like some long <laughs> one and then it was like shortened. Um, yeah. And Ginsburg, I think on my dad's side, they were just like, I think it just was Ginsburg. I think that was actually, you know, their first and last name. They were just Ginsburg, and then they gave us first names. Uh, but oh, you, you wow. immigrated from Ashgabat. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say it? Yep. Is that Ashgabat. where you grew up? Ashgabat, mm -hmm. Turkmenistan? Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. I got to tell you, I don't know anything about Turk Turkmenistan. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Literally no nothing. One... It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Hey. Yeah. So um, I, I was hoping it. if you wouldn't <laughs> mind talking a little bit, if we could talk, and I, I don't want to talk about your acting and all that stuff. And and of course your your um <laughs> your journey from corporate schmuck to oh uh, gosh, to yeah. to actress, but Turkmenistan. Uh, I I was gonna Google it before talking to you so I could learn more, but I I figured I'd just hear it from you. I'm yeah. so like ashamed that is it is it Middle Eastern? Is it Russian? Is it where, what's going on over there? Where is it? And and what 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 can you tell me about it as like a baseline for someone who knows nothing? Right. So, you know, a lot of people, anytime they're like, oh, I didn't even know you were from Turkmenistan. What, does that country even exist? You know, I'm so used to right. it. Um, being in this country for almost 20 years, it's like, yeah, the fact that someone knows it's like 1% really. Um, I can imagine. So, um, yeah. So Turkmenistan, um, it used to be a part of USSR. Uh, we got our independence in 1991 with the whole Soviet Union collapse. Um Mm -hmm. right like i'm not a historian so like don't expect this stuff from me um it's <laughs> yeah yeah i sure. will say um they're definitely corrupt as hell um yeah led by our wonderful dictator um are you talking about america or turkmenistan right? no <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry sorry i got confused yeah no, no, turkmenistan, no, no. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> you know i feel like america's trying to compete right now uh, but no no yeah, uh turkmenistan i will just say if yeah <laughs> no no we're winning let's say let's be honest uh we're competing with north korea here um and who's the oh world's okay your big leagues major corrupt. major league yes. dictatorship yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. so we're next to that we're on that level um but yeah we have just such natural, uh, rich reserves and just a bunch of other fancy stuff that um, I'm blanking out on. So just Google it. <laughs> That's yeah, all yeah, I'll say. Yeah, but yeah. it's corrupt as hell. Um, it's poor. And, you know, this dictator just takes all the money and um, treats its mistreats its people. And there is no such thing as freedom of speech. There, There's nothing there. Yeah. It's just... Really? Um, 
Yeah, it's super secluded. No one is not, not even allowed to leave the country anymore. Um, with the whole thing with the coronavirus as well. Jesus. Um, they are yeah, proudly reporting that there are zero cases, even though um, when we're talking to the family members and everyone just on social from different social platforms, um, like Russian social media platforms out here that we can access, mm -hmm. they're all telling us like they know a bunch of people who are... Um, who have cases so it's kind of sad yeah. how yeah it's just so corrupt they're just hiding so much evidence hiding so much information from the public right yeah jeez uh and are the, were there it's sad to know that that's still ongoing today like this this was the situation probably 20 years ago with the collapse of the ussr and is it doesn't seem like things have changed but uh, from your memories as a kid were there are there are there beautiful parts of it do are there things you remember of it like like <clears> at least visually Ge ge geography wise is, is there do you have any highlights or like uh, a positive reflection at all yeah i think i definitely had a really good childhood i went to a musical school where i really was introduced to acting dancing singing mm -hmm. what else uh playing piano um during my childhood so that's where all of this um passion finally came through for me yeah. um yeah Aside from that, like the only other thing that I really could remember was I remember being a little kid. I was on a um, summer camp and I remember just a bunch of like black cars passing by. And that was um, the sign that the president was passing through. And I remember mm -hmm. running towards it because I was just so proud. Like, like, oh, our president. Yay. Like, I didn't know anything about corruption or anything. I was just so in love with our president. Um, and yeah. I remember my mom was like freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, you're about to get shot if you get close to this car. And I'm like, <laughs> oh whoa, God. what do you mean? Yeah, um, that was that's honestly when you asked that question, that's what popped out into my head. <laughs> great, <laughs> great memories, great childhood memories. Um, yeah. Aside yeah, from that, yeah. uh, the people, the culture, the food. Oh, my God, everything was amazing. It's, um, it's the yeah. corruption that really, it, yeah, kind of holds everything back. Yeah, yeah, and that's unfortunate. But what kind of uh, so you said you you went to like a musical and dance school, and what kind of what kind of influences were there? Like what what was inside of you from those early influences as uh, a musician and a dancer? Like what what kind of entertainment were you kind of even learning in in out there? You know, like what laid the foundation for who you became? Well, it was definitely all Turkmen um, and Russian with Russian influence on sprinkled mm -hmm. on it, right? Um, but I think the reason why I also went into that school is because my grandmother, she taught Turkmen in that school. So it was kind of like a no-brainer for my mom to just throw me into that school, uh, musical school. Yeah. So I got really fortunate um, <clears throat> to, yeah, they actually, man, this just shows, um, I don't even know if I should say this, but like this kind of <laughs> shows the, the political thing. Like you have to bribe everyone there and you have to leverage your network and leverage the people, you know, to really get your get you into these programs. So the school that I went to is actually, you know, a regular school, but it had um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it had a, a division, I guess, of like just a yeah. focus for music, um, musical, like art uh, performance. So it had that department. There you go. That's they ha it had an art department, which other schools didn't really have. So my yeah. grandmother taught Turkmen there and she was able to get me into the actual musical or the art department um, because it was already full. And I remember when I first got in, it was my first grade and um, like the department chair at the time she was giving everyone shit she, including my mom she's like why am i like we're just get bribing people putting all these talentless uh students children like she's just, um 
man. Whoa. Russians and Turkmen's have no filter. That's another thing. Like no one has filter there. It's like talentless yeah. kids. You're putting them in there when when they could get in. Uh, <laughs> use all these other talented kids who uh, who are less fortunate and here you are like using and leveraging your own um, network and um, benefits to get your own granddaughter into this so like my mom and my grandmother heard all the crap from all these other teachers and at the end right before I left um, to America all the teachers including the department chair they were like why are all the good ones always leave like people are just never happy always complaining so like like, oh that's nice Uh, it's nice to be uh, at first be called ordinary and then afterwards uh they don't want me to leave anymore that was really sweet um but then you arrived in the states where i had a power i had a similarly parallel experience i mean obviously it was different because new jersey is not that much like turkmenistan but there do but there are similarities in that like (laughs) my school had a special arts program too uh and it was called uh, New Jersey, shit, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember my childhood now, too. It's New Jersey Middle <laughs> School of the Arts and the New Jersey High School of the Arts, right? Nice. And the, and so I, you had to audition, and I, I'm not bragging, but I was like one of like 30 or 50 kids they chose in the whole state nice. of New Jersey to go learn how to do theater and stuff like that. And every Wednesday for all, like four years of high school and I think a couple years of middle school, I used to leave and go to this other place. But it's it's funny, like it's such a different mentality there, because like the kids that they chose that were in mm-hmm. the school in the in the arts thing, they were like, "You're exceptional." All the teachers were like, "You're here right. because you're you're so great, and your guys are going to be so successful," and thereby ruining my life, planting the seeds that I wish somebody had been more realistic. You know what I mean? I've been like, "Listen, one of you standing here right now might make something of yourselves. The rest of you are going to spend the rest of your lives wondering what could have been." You know what I mean? Oh my but gosh. instead, they would they would take us to this, and it was funny because everything's so poorly funded, in especially oh. the arts, like in the Jersey schools. So they would take us to like, I don't even think my parents realized that they like Andrew's in this prestigious art program. Like they used to take us to like literally a warehouse in Edison, New Jersey. It was like it was just, and they just take kids there, and there'd be like some like like disturbed artist teacher. You know what I mean? And she and she would teach us how to do improv and how to act and and. Um, it's just funny because that really laid the foundation too for how I think I perceived myself within the arts. Like I was yeah. like, I'm like, I'm special. But anyway, so parallels there. But you, so you get to the U.S. and you mm-hmm. and you land in San Francisco. Yes, <laughs> that must yes. have been jarring. Um, <laughs> what? Because that's not even really. It's not like the U. It's not the U.S. immigration story. I think maybe on the West it is. Like I know that there's a lot of Iranians out there. There's a lot of uh, Asian cultures out there. But I think like if people reflect on the traditional American immigration classic story, it kind of starts with the East Coast and then it moves westward, like manifest destiny. Um, mm. So you're you're just gotten plopped in Northern California, man. What was that about? What was that like? <laughs> uh, you, it's interesting you say that. I think it's that's uh, more of like your experience because when I came to yeah. San Francisco, I met a bunch of other immigrants like myself who also. Um, so I have two best friends who we pretty much came at the same time, well at least during the same year within the yeah. few months um together that's where we we met in middle school our first time in sixth grade that was um that was pretty special and yeah you know how, how do how do three different individuals who from three different countries just managed to get into fights and arguments and still managed <laughs> to be best friends afterwards it was a it was an incredible experience um yeah, yeah. but yeah no uh, yeah. my family member um i had a family member who already resided in the bay area so she was just like you know 
this is the best place to be. And I remember when I left um, Turkmenistan, I was just like, man, America, the where the dreams come true, right? Like I think every all the immigrants have this thought. Like when I was in Turkmenistan, to me, America just felt like it's a completely different universe almost. Um, so I, I that mindset is still there. So when I hear other immigrants or just like other people talking from other countries about America, like that's the mindset that um, <clears throat> they're they're going they're coming from. So yeah, Bay Area. It was a, it was great um, when I came. It was just like so foreign. But one thing I will say that I remember <laughs> thinking in my head, it's so clean. Really? Everything is so clean. Yes. Um, yeah. I, Americans are so spoiled. And, you know, I consider myself an American now. I'm like, oh, gosh. Of um, <laughs> so spoiled now. But like, yeah, man, all the, the clothing, the everything, the food and just the streets, just everything. It's just so clean. It's so unique and um, so well thought out of like every you know like here when, when it comes to marketing and sales like you're always thinking about the consumer you don't yeah you know and as a consumer when you're consuming you're not thinking like oh this company thought of me like or thought about my experience right right as a corporate yeah. right right so yeah. like in corporate they're always thinking like that user experience user experience like, design at the heart of it yeah, yeah. uh yeah, in my yeah. country like no one gives a shit like <laughs> you want bread you fucking take bread and go like <laughs> if you don't want it someone else will fuck off like yeah yeah so it's, uh, it's so rude and the roads are dirty everything's dirty and everything is just not government doesn't care about its people so coming here that was just like the biggest culture shock for me and i loved it i, I can I, and i can imagine i mean like because honestly <laughs> i'm again not the same as your experience but coming to california was cultural shock for me too because it was yeah. so different than the east coast you know it, to me i i love california as a state i think of it like as if, as it as kind of its own country in a way because like yeah, to me it really is the American dream. It, it is America there. Like that's what America to me as a raging liberal maniac is supposed to be like because it's like you really can do anything you want. It really is built with the people in mind. It's where you can go to be free and find yourself and traditionally yeah. always has been throughout history. Um and I think that I mean to go from a place that you described of like where the government's all corrupt and and this and this kind of stuff like to go to a place like as open and free and amazing as as California, I mean, must have been quite jarring because it was jarring for me. Like it really was for me to leave America to America. It, I felt like like I always said that when you're in San Francisco, you feel like you're in a different country from the rest of America. You're in Europe, and yeah. I think um that kind of proves itself out too. If you look at like oh. Northern California, like they're the first ones to, I don't know, legalize gay marriage, legalize weed, legalize yeah. this and that. And then 10 years later, the rest of the country does like they paved the way so in true. terms of freedoms, yep. you know. Um, so, I mean, I can just imagine like that is such a drastic. It's not only is it just leaving your home country and coming to America, which in itself, I'm sure is a culture shock. But going to Northern California is a culture shock for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, like. um, yeah, like we were just talking about the weather, right? Um, yeah. How it's, you know, it's like the natural breeze, uh, that cool breeze with that fog that comes in the morning and uh, leaves during the day and comes back yeah. after five o'clock, right? Like you always have to wear a jacket just in Call. case, but, right? But like, so yeah, no, no, you, you're so right. Um, it is, the Bay Area is just so different compared to the entire country. I even sometimes forget how woke we are here and I expect the entire a country to be woke as well yeah um, yeah you're so right like california just represents itself <laughs> <laughs> yeah california is its own country and it drives 60 yeah. percent of the american economy so technically it is it is kind of in charge of things nice um and it's funny that you call it clean because i think 
when people visit this number one skepticism I hear of San Francisco is that it's not clean. <laughs> and and we're like, oh, it's just dirty city. And, the, and like, the, you know, we don't have to dive too much into this, but the right, it just irritates me because the right will position, if you watch like Fox News, which I try not to do, but sometimes I just want to see what they're saying, you know, yeah. it'll be like, Oh, it's like it's like, it's the homelessness is overrunning the whole city. It's it's full of dirt. It's 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 this disgusting place. There's da 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 da. It's like, come on, not really. It's the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my entire life. I was floored by it the whole time that I was there, and uh, it's, it, I I couldn't agree more with you that it does it does seem clean, especially if you come from somewhere else. You know, it yeah. it, it does it does the hills are pretty at night. The air is perfect. Like. So I just like that you represent, like you call yourself, like I'm, I, I consider myself an American now. Not only are you an American, you're a citizen of the great state of California, which is, uh, yes. which I, I just, I just, I, I feel the same way, the same level of pride having gotten to live there for a little bit. So yeah, no, uh, and it misses <laughs> you, Andrew. So you know, come through anytime. You maybe have I'll a be, bunch maybe, of friends here. Yeah, maybe I'll be back one day. I know. Well, now I get to talk to them over Skype, uh, live being recorded. Yes. That's uh, that's how we catch up these days. But all right, let's let's talk more about you as a person and what you've started to develop into artistically and what you're what you're doing. So the last time I saw you, which was like, what, three or four years ago, maybe. Um, shit, has it been that long? Might be. I think, I think it was five years, maybe. Holy. Four, maybe. Oh, longer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was like five, four, maybe. We're, I think we're reaching our five years now. Yeah. Our five year yeah. anniversary of, of knowing oh. each other. <laughs> no, I'll send wait, you a wait. cake. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Andrew. You better. <laughs> you've, known, you've known me for five years. Here's a cake. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I cracked myself I guess, up. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, that's. I guess that's what Facebook does, right? Like, oh, you have been friends with this person for this long. Exactly. But I don't something. have Facebook anymore, so I just have to keep a list of how, many, how long I've known everybody <laughs> for. It's really important to me to make sure I always know how long I've known people. But with you, you know, when I last check in on you, uh, we used to work in an industry together, well, a nondescript uh, publishing industry. We can keep it vague like that, and um, right. and and, <laughs> and and we were you were in the corporate grind, or, or you were entering your corporate life. Uh, you yeah. were young, you're still young, uh-huh. but you were young, much. You know, you were younger. You were five years younger, and uh, yep. you were an, you were an assistant. And I was back then, sort of also, bit more brainwashed in a way where I was like really tied into like, yo, like. You can build something of yourself, but you gotta, you know, you gotta hustle and 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 learn this sales, marketing, blah blah blah. All that stuff we'll talk about in a second is valuable. Um, I right. do want to kind of hear about, like, I'm sure some of those skills helped you get to where you're at now. But I mean, what happened? How did that transition take place from when you're entering what seemed like to be a fulfilling and long term career in market and product management, and uh, now you've gone into a different, whole different direction where you're an artist and and doing movies and you're an actress. So I'd like to hear a little yeah. bit about that gap because that was when i last saw you i was like Aya, you're gonna be the greatest sales rep that ever lived you know i i, I really like, like supported you in that like i really believed in i believe you can do anything you want to do that you obviously put apply yourself to but that particular area was where you're directing your energy at that time and i'm, I'm curious yeah. how you how that went and how you directed your energy elsewhere so yeah no um i feel like you kind of you definitely were one of the people that saw the growth, right? Um, yeah. You saw me when I first went in. Yeah, you. I, I think you were even in that celebration when I had um, my graduation um, as well. I wasn't able to walk. I don't even remember what happened. But yeah, we had, <laughs> like I remember like our marketing team, man, the best marketing team ever. Um, yeah, such a great yeah, experience. Yeah, we were a good team. Yeah, they were really crazy creative. And <laughs> I loved how we just allowed 
everyone to just be as creative as possible. At least that's that was the impression that I got. We had a really great team, had a great leadership. That um, I was about, about to just intersect really quickly that the reason that that happened, and this is like a whole separate podcast, but on corporate <laughs> stuff, but, uh, but the leadership at that particular time and that particular time and space, starting with the VP of marketing yeah. was, was really forward thinking and amazing. Yep. Um, and so I cherish yep. that time too. Like she really encouraged me to do some of my best, my best thinking. So right now we anyway, had great so leaders. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> just wanted to give a real quick shout out, but I think, sure, sure. um, eventually I definitely outgrew my role as an assistant as one should. Um, and I'm right. definitely the type to, um, continue growing. I love learning and growing day by day. Um, you know, and eventually I just, I, I, I knew I needed to do something else and even at that time, um, the VP just, and, um, I had another marketing, uh, leadership team member who pushed me and just said like, you need to go to sales. Like you care too much, um, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah. want to see that, um, flourish and, and to actual like sales, go into sales. I'm like, but I want marketing. Like you trust me, get First, your you sales experience. <laughs> yeah. And then come back and, um, go back to marketing. I'm like, all right, deal. And mm -hmm. when I went into sales, you know, Andrew, I went, I don't even, I don't think I came to you. I was so shy, actually. Um, well, I, you came I supported to me. you. Ju yeah, I came you did. To you. Yeah, 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 you yeah. came to me, which I was so, 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 so grateful. Um, <laughs> I was, at the time, I was, like I said, very young and shy, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I knew sales would definitely um, push me to go outside of my comfort zone because I mm -hmm. needed, I, I didn't want to be shy anymore. Um, you know, like even in marketing, I was just too shy to speak up or just, you know, not brave enough. And I knew marketing, I mean, I knew sales would help me with that. And, you know, with your guidance, that's why I say like, I didn't go, go to you because I was too shy. You came to me and you just kept me like, you're like, please reach out to me if you have any other questions. I'm like, oh my God, Andrew, you're so cool. Like I'm a huge Andrew fan. Like you don't, you have no idea, Andrew. Nah, I'm a huge fan. Just, yeah. Please. And, I'm just, yeah, I, was you, just, I was just some schmuck, you know, it's like, but, but, but that's what I, you think. But, <laughs> but what that's I believe what Maybe yes. that's what I think, but what, but what I believe and still believe, you know, I, and I, that was genuine when I was telling you at that time about, about sales and about like when you're in the corporate structure and, and even where you're at now, like, right, you're, you're an actress and you're in the arts, like sales is the fundamentals to, to really selling yourself, you know, yeah. and, and I wouldn't have gotten through my life without, you know, say I did the same job as you and I, and, and right. which is like a, a sales rep in a higher education market space. It is a hard hard job it is not an easy it was it was the most difficult few years of my entire life to this day and you know I, I just quickly will say like you know when when I got offered that job when I did it when I was 22 years old same situation I was a, an assistant I wanted to be an editor or something they said if you want to do that in this particular industry it's like you have to go into sales and not only be in sales but be successful hit your number and um yeah I wanted it so bad. I was one of the youngest people in the entire like 200 year uh, history of that company I worked for that to apply for this job. And the guy that hired me was like, he was like, you know, he was this like crazy, scary New York, <laughs> New York business guy, you know, back very old school. I mean, we're talking like almost 10 years ago. A lot wow. has changed since then in corporate culture. Like you couldn't yeah. act like this now necessarily, but he was like, yeah, like, okay. Like he'd come up to my desk the day before the interview. He was like, you got an interview tomorrow. Like, here's what I want you to do. There's a book called spin selling by Neil Rackham. Yeah. You know that book? He's like, well, I you're want the you one to... that. Re... Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, I told you to read it. 
shit. You did tell me to read yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, okay. it's funny. I, I can't believe that I said that five years ago. I still think it now. Like, I read mm -hmm. Spin Selling by Neil Rackham. Spin, situation, problem, implication, need. And uh, and and learning how to navigate those those letters to uh, to help somebody come along with your vision. Like, you know, you create a situation, you indicate that there's a problem, you imply that you can fix it, and then you understand their need. Changed my life. It, it helped me mm -hmm. connect with people better. It helped me develop a sense of empathy. It helped me with my external relationships. And so the, so the thing about sales is like it really teaches you the value of, of getting to understand yourself in relationship to other people, how you navigate that landscape, and then how you feel about yourself and elevate yourself. So Because when you're selling something, it doesn't matter if you're selling bananas or textbooks or you're selling yeah. a podcast, like you're selling yourself always. And like those yes. skills are so valuable. So And it's hard. People give up. And when I saw you like, I want to do it. I want to make more of myself. I, I really believed. I was like, if you learn these skills, you'll be able to do anything you want to do. You should do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's not going to no. be easy. It's going to suck a lot. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, man, those were the longest three years of my life in sales. Yeah. Um, my first yeah. year, I I, uh, I I did really actually I, I, exceptional. Um, I didn't have any marketing director yeah. or a manager at the time. So I really just winged it at this point. <laughs> and um, I ended up, yeah, uh, achieving actually overachieving both my mid-year and my full year goals so i was super yeah. like um i remember when i went into sales i was like i want to prove to myself that i can do this and mm -hmm. um by the year two when i saw my numbers i'm like all right i can do this you know like yeah. i went in without knowing anything um I can do this. You know, I can run a business. I can basically, I prove to myself that I can do anything I want by, um, mm -hmm. that I set my mind to. Um, yep. and so by the third year, a lot of things were happening both in my personal and professional world that just affected me a lot. Um, mm -hmm. which helped me in a way transition, um, to where I am now, you know, which is following my passion of acting and basically just hanging out in the arts industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's great. I, it kind of warms my cold, dead heart to hear that because, uh, you know, I really I really couldn't agree more like that same worst three years of my life. But yeah, but what I what I learned through sales, same parallel experience. And, I, and I'm so grateful to hear because I haven't really checked in with you since I was like, oh, yeah, you should be a sales rep. And then I, I left the company, and moved back to the East Coast. You know what I mean? So I really never really Thanks. heard how it went. But I, but I yeah. really I know. But I really I've always believed in you. I knew that you'd be a success. And um. I feel the same way. Like I sales taught me, although it was brutal and I would, there was mm -hmm. times I, I, I'm not even ashamed to admit this. Like there was times I would like sit cause they used to give you a corporate car in those days too. I had this like Volvo yeah. S 60, you know, when I was like 24 <laughs> and uh, I would sit in the car and just cry my eyes out because I was like, this is the worst fucking, like yes. this is dev devastating for my self-esteem. You know, I can never sleep. I work 24 hours a day. Yes, um, exactly. It's just, yep. you know how it is like, but, but yeah, when I yeah. came out on top of it on mm -hmm. the other side, permanently for life i yeah. realized that there was nothing there was nothing between me and anything that i want to do except the amount of work that i put in and the belief in myself to do it and the skills that i need to acquire to do it like I, anything i need to know how to do i should just learn it become the best at it and and just keep hustling and and i it, the only thing that's stopping me is myself it's a mental game you know and it that's is. what that's what sales teaches yeah. you and I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear how you've now transition that into the like where you're at now like what are you what's up what are you doing oh man yeah um well i'll just say on top of you know so you you know i don't want you to be the only one uh, who is admitting to this like oh you cried 
have to be screwed, man. <laughs> yeah, like what a loser. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't no, cry. No, I, have, uh, I have no feelings. <laughs> yeah, Andrew doesn't have any feelings. I know, uh, no, but I actually. So again, being a shy person, um, there would be like my first year, man, was brutal. I would actually wake up in the morning and I would have to throw up uh, because I was just so mortified. I was so scared. I'm like, man, I have to go on campus. I have to knock on these doors, meet all these strangers. What am I, you know, like all of these thoughts are happening and you're like in your head, it affects you, right? Like, especially for an introvert, like I'm a full on introvert, Um, but sales Mm. helped me be an extrovert and just go outside of my comfort zone. And now like, I'm proud to say, thanks to sales, I am comfortable being uncomfortable. That's all thanks to sales. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, you know, by my third year, when just I will just say like an earthquake happened in my life, Mm -hmm. um, that awakening moment, I'm like, okay, I, you know, like I hit depression. I have had a lot of things happening to me on my third year. And sure, I didn't want it to affect me like you know i was started to ask myself like well what will make me happy and that was acting for me so i transitioned to that started taking acting classes um mm-hmm. which then helped me start getting gigs and getting auditions and all of that and now it's all history but i still find myself applying all of these like um fundamentals that i've learned in sales i apply that all of these experiences and all those um strategies into my acting career so mm-hmm. And yeah. when you when you realized that you were un, you were unhappy and you needed to make mm-hmm. a change, um, you know how how did you st- how did you settle on acting? Like like it was something like uh, you know when you said I'm unhappy and something's missing, yeah. right? A lot of people will often say, I mean, I, you know, even my life too. When I was I've had those thoughts, you know, it's like this, mm-hmm. like something's wrong here. But like, how do you diagnose that? It's like, oh, I missed the arts. You know, how yeah. did you come up with that? Well, actually, two things happened. So one, I was trying to come out of this depression. I had it for, fuck, I don't even know. But I, I'm speaking out publicly because it is depression is a freaking illness. And yeah, it's an sure. Ill- illness that you cannot see physically. It's just something that's internally within you. Um, you sometimes you don't even identify it, right? So mm-hmm. um, I knew I was just getting so overwhelmed like um I, I was feeling drained at my job um in sales and we, we talk about how sales you spend 60 to 80 hour weeks working yeah. right you can just work and I found myself within those three years that all I did was work mm-hmm. I didn't even know the latest books the latest movies that came out like I didn't know anything I didn't know all the famous actors nothing like I'm still learning now yeah. I'm still playing catch up because I was just so engraved into my work in sales that I just I cared so much about my customers and getting new ones that that's yeah. all that's what consumed most of my life and by the third year I just felt so um overworked and drained that I'm like okay maybe I just need a change of industry so I started applying to jobs I'm like okay I think I have enough experience to go back to marketing and be in a leadership position mm-hmm. um and I had three different interviews uh, two of them were sales one was a marketing management position and all three went really really well until the final um interview where i'm like okay i think i got the job and then it's like boom bomb like a slap in the face it's like uh you're actually second best and like we we went with someone else i'm like oh shit so it's like yeah. on top of this while i'm going through depression it's like oh great more to add, add more 
add more yeah. to my depression. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, you're second I best. Have, See you later. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, world. Thanks, corporate world. That's um, how it goes, so, though, right? When it rains, it really rains heavily. Exactly. So yeah. I have this thing like, okay, I um, three is my favorite number. And anything that I give effort to, um, third time's the charm, I guess, is in my way of saying things. So I'm like, by the third time when I got that no, I'm like, all right, fuck this. Um, <laughs> hands up. I'm just going to take a break right now. I just need a mental break. I need to check in with myself. At that time, I was taking acting classes just to be, uh, um, just to distract myself, but to also keep myself some like give me this give some type of yeah. happiness to my life because i was just like getting no <laughs> well, you knew it made you happy right you're yeah, you're, yeah. you're engaging with something you knew would bring you joy versus like perpetually fighting to be validated by external stuff you know like yes yeah, yeah. exactly so it's just yeah. like getting beat up left to right and i'm like okay <laughs> the only thing that's keeping me alive right now is acting which is you know it's giving me a completely different energy like it's giving me vibrant positive energy gives me hope mm-hmm. um so i ended up just taking a break from everything um at that time also actually i ended up moving so with the corporate they didn't like that i moved out of my territory so that raised the eyebrows for them now, how are oh, you gonna defend your territory you. if you don't live yeah. here stare at it all the time <laughs> exactly it yeah. sounds like a gangster man like a gangster <laughs> show right there like someone else is gonna move into your territory Aya. <laughs> exactly. you can't just leave it pop, un- pop, unchecked pop. for real um i was like but i got i got a car you know i'm not that yeah. far anyway um no it wasn't it wasn't good enough for them. So I'm like, okay. So they ended up letting me go too. I'm like, great. Thank you. Thank you so much for adding more to my desperate Oh, uh, But sometimes life. these moments are the things that exactly. just push you, you know, like yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. it takes that, that shit sometimes to like just it push does. you in the right direction. It has to get so bad, but climbing yeah. out of that, Oh you man, know, it that... was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I like this story is the best story. Like, and you know, it's a story, it's my story. Right. And yeah. I get to share that. And, um, no, I love the story. Even at the time when I, that was happening, like, yeah, I hated the rejections. But again, I think because um, it was at the beginning of um, the summer when I made the decision to take acting classes. So uh, by September, like October, the, the fall, I guess, um, that's when everything started to collapse and acting was the only thing that felt stable. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I have a few months to just re um reconsider or re i don't even know what's the word i'm looking for but yeah. um regroup <laughs> revalue re- yeah. regroup reevaluate my life yeah. reevaluate wh- where my values lie and acting it was acting that was that's what it was for me like i went in an audition i bombed it it was my second audition the casting director um or the director it was for a theater play she looked at me she's like yeah um you look like you're new to this, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, oh, really? I am. Oh. Like you can tell. Huh? She's like, yeah, I can tell. Um, but she's like, you have, you're very captive, captivating to watch. Um, so when she gave me that feedback, it was just, it's like, you know what? I know I'm not going to get this part, but just that comment alone is what mm-hmm. kept me going. And that's the comment that I keep referring to back. If I ever have like a bad day, which I don't thankfully. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it was, it was that fire that ignited me and um, just made me continue to go and pursue this uh, journey. Yeah, that's amazing. It's it's amazing. I, I'm, I'm like I'm like so I'm I've actually recorded a few of these episodes. I've never been so engrossed with something that somebody's saying. I really connect with what you're saying too, because like nice. I mean, just I, we've had very parallel experiences. I haven't made like such a jump like this like you have. Obviously, I kind of keep one foot in both worlds, but um. <laughs> 
I but, tried to I mean, do the same, Andrew. I tried. <laughs> I just got kicked out. Like I tried to do the same thing. So stick yeah. to it until like you know for sure. I just got kicked in... out. They, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't want me. Corporate just didn't want me anymore. I'm well, like, oh, hey, I, I would never do sales. You know, I, I was. I'm not in sales anymore in that way. But uh, yeah. I, uh, you know, I when I came back from you know when I was in San Francisco and I I was uh, it's just very similar. Very like I. My life was great when I was living in San Francisco. Like I like I had nothing. There was nothing I could complain about. It was dope. I, every weekend I was doing the dopest shit, traveling around. Like you yeah. know, um, I the company paid me to travel. I went to thirty six U.S. states one year. You know, all over. Uh, life was great. The perfect weather. Loved my roommates. Crushing it. Like everything was good. Um, but I just had this like feeling of like something is missing and something is wrong and da 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 and. I couldn't shake it. And I and I told myself, like, similarly to you, it was like, well, inside me, if I were to make a list of all the things that I really want to do, like, that I really get joy out of, it's, it's the comedy and it's, like, it's the being on stage and that stuff. The aspects of, like, yeah. being a, a, the face of a corporation that I liked was being talking to people and stuff like that, you know, and being clapped at. And um, mm -hmm. I just realized I got to go home. I got to go to New York because that's to, in my head i'm like that's where the comedy is you know what i mean i gotta go there mm -hmm. and uh or yeah. la but i wasn't ready to go to la because uh, i actually went there one weekend and touted the idea i like drove around and i was like no nah, i'm not moving here so I, I went back to new york but when i got home to new york full on full on completely depressed out of my mind you know like oh. uh so I, I vibe with that i've actually never talked about this ever um i'm glad to that's do it on sweet. the air in front of everybody i know it's like uh yes. i was uh full on <laughs> depressed because I like jumped home and left this like life that I thought was really awesome. And that was my big, um, that was my big thing that I did in my life. Like I, I left and went West and it was my big, cool experience in my late 20, mid to late twenties. And, and I pulled the plug on it and I didn't really understand why. And then I went home and suddenly I'm back, you know, in the situation I was in before I left and I'm, I'm just kind of floundering around and everybody changed and I changed and right. I'm just back home in Jersey. And I was like, what did I do? And mm -hmm. Um, and I just hit a point where I was, again, I was, yeah, same. I like went days and days with just, it just like, I just wasn't the same. I just wasn't the same. I was like pretending to laugh at things and you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, forever. It was, it was a long time. It was like a year of that. And then somewhere during mm -hmm. that year, I, I was like, well, I came here to do comedy and I took a class with this woman, Veronica Mosey yes. and similar thing. She said to me when the class ended, she was like, I want you to know that you, and this is, she's like, you know, she works at the comedy cellar. Like she's pretty well known. Like. I take her very, very seriously. You know what I mean? And she said, uh, yeah. she said, I just want you to know, like, you're not a stand up comic yet, but you can do this if you apply yourself. Like, you have the tools in you yep. to do it. And that just changed my whole life. Somebody nice. validating that I could do it if I wanted to. And I haven't done it yeah. yet necessarily, but changed the whole direction of how I look at it. You know what I mean? And like that kind of thing, like where your teacher told you, you know, uh, you're really mesmerizing the witness. Like, she, that to me, that comment was similar. She was like, I, I just think you could do this if you, if you figured out how to do it the right way, like you have it in you to do it. Not everybody does, you know? Right. So one, it was, um, it was a casting director actually a casting or like a, a director who was, um, looking for a bunch of actors. Um, so that's, it wasn't a teacher. My actual teacher woke me up and my first acting teacher, he said, um, camera loves you. I'm like, wow. what does that mean? Um, I didn't know at the time, but now I'm like, hell yeah, camera loves me. Um, so like, take pictures, you know, like yeah, I'm wait yeah. I can't wait for the day when a bunch of paparazzis are standing outside and just taking pictures of me. I'll strike yeah. a bunch of poses. Um, nice. But no, at the time, yeah, like it was, it was um, 
when you are on your lowest low, you definitely need a reassurance of yourself, right? Like, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're speaking about this depression. And I think the, you know, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if you ever sold sociology, actually, Andrew, but like for me, I took <laughs> hey, I I sold a social class. I, I really <laughs> fucked with the, I, I went for the big numbers. So I sold a lot of hard stuff, you know, the, the maths nice. and the sciences, you, the oh, 3,000, yeah, you know, 3,000 kids. Hey. But yes, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with sociology. Of course, it's a wonderful discipline. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's, it's a wonderful it probably discipline. probably wouldn't hurt me I to open it. a open a sociology textbook maybe i can learn something but yeah no but i I just love sociology in general because it's a study of society right and right um one thing i know in american culture i just think in in the worldwide like we don't talk about depression a lot or we don't even talk about our downfalls you know and Mm -hmm. unless like i know successful people do you know they're like oh yeah i've done this and you know this is where i came from and now here i am um I think if we talk more about um, the downfalls and all of the depression and everything that we went through, the struggle, like it just kind of um, reaffirms that you're on the right path. Like this is just your path and the experience and your journey. It's your journey meant to live by you. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate you speaking and sharing your story. That's why I share mine because I think it needs to be vocalized more often. Mm and yeah, especially when you're on your lowest low, you, so a lot of times you just need to go to the people, whether that's strangers, friends, family, like who can reaffirm that you are special, you are unique and you are, you are you, you know, you need to embrace yourself. Um, yeah. So I'm all about that lifestyle. And that can be really hard. What, you know, it takes a yeah. while to get there to like, be like, this is yeah. what I'm about. This is who I am. Yeah, this is what I'm putting exactly. into the world to own yeah. it. You know, and like yeah. you say, you're a maximum introvert, like, I, or were, like, I, I mean, I've always been a maximum extrovert, you know, but I mm-hmm. still, I mean, you lose sleep over even putting out a podcast where I'm like, I'm like, I, like, you know, I've seen the numbers and stuff, like, they're not incredible, not, you know, I'm not doing millions of downloads, but like hundreds and, and hey, it's like, that's amazing. but still, but I'm, like, I'm like, all these fucking people are knowing about <laughs> me, you know, that is, so you have, you really have to wrap your mind around like, why am I doing this? Like, what is my, you have to own it, own your essence. Like I have yep. to put this in the world because because I have to own what I'm about and who I am and it's going to make me happy if I if I just have to continue to have the balls to do it and yeah. uh you know and sometimes yeah I agree like it helps when like it's just someone you really really trust really really kind of tells you like it's important to have mentors too that took me a yes. long time to realize as I got old until I got older like I used to think oh, I can do it all on my own blah blah blah, blah. that kind of sales Same. mentality like fuck everybody yep. else like yeah nobody you know I'm the I'm gonna do it but and yep. I've learned the value over the years of like having somebody you really trust that can guide you and and giving yeah. your giving yourself up to that and you know, being open to that kind of feedback so yeah absolutely just another, just another note <laughs> yeah yeah i think that you definitely need mentors and also find your cheerleaders like i'm a huge cheerleader of um people who you know i've worked with and just oops came across yeah, <laughs> like I'm, i am right like i always at least i try to hype you up andrew but like yeah you do I... i'm not i'm not doing it intentionally like oh andrew, look at this guy <laughs> he, he needs <laughs> he needs help andrew you're doing okay buddy keep at it you're doing all right <laughs> yeah it's not like let me throw him a bone no 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 it's not like that <laughs> It's not like that at all. It's so bad. Um, I'm just kidding. But, but no, no, I, I really, like for me, when whenever I do cheer people on, it's because I do see how, um, I'm going to use the Trump word, how tremendous they tremendous. are. You know, tremendous, tremendous Andrew, tremendous. you are tremendous. Um, You're tremendous, you too. I, you, you know, <laughs> there was you. times in my life where you sent me like, like we hadn't talked in years, 
years. Yeah. And you sent me like DMs. Like I posted, <laughs> like, I told people about this recently. Like uh, I, I would post some stupid thing on Instagram, like me, like, I don't know, rambling into my camera or something. And you'd be like, I get like a message from Aya, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, my time, because I'm on the East Coast. Yeah. It'd be like, like, you need to do stuff. You need to make more of this. Like you need to get at yeah. this. Like, da, 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 da. and I'd be like, and I would like think about it. I'd be like, man, like I think she's serious. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not just like, oh, let me see more of Andrew making. No, I know. It's just, no, I no, appreciated no. it yeah. always, always. Good, good, good. Um, I I do end up. I feel sometimes maybe I'm being a little too pushy. Maybe that's where the salesy <laughs> aspect of me comes from. Like I'm pushing too much, but I'm like, dude, I want to see Andrew. And a lot of times, um, I say this to other of my friends. I'm like, you know, I think. Each and every one of us, uh, they're like, they're, you know, I see people as individuals, period. And, you know, we all carry some type of gift or the desire and the passion, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and to me, I always tell those who are very talented, you know, and you're one of those people. Oh, why would you. you deprive the world from seeing the true Andrew, you know, like or seeing the true your true self? You know, mm-hmm. that's what you're doing by not posting, by not sharing what you have to say, by not showcasing your talents that's what you're doing you're depriving the world of seeing the your the real essence of you um mm. don't do that you know you're depriving <laughs> the world why would you do that you know so that hey that's, that's a that's a really uh meaningful and positive attitude to have so yeah. and i i will think about that at, at when this ends <laughs> and i'll digest that uh you know it, i think sometimes it's hard to see that stuff in yourself you know what i mean exactly. so you yeah. have to really wrap your mind around your own you really have to really be confident in not yep. not like confidence in the sense where like hey like i'm confident but confident in the sense where like i'm confident in what i'm trying to like where i'm going in life and what i'm doing in the world and nothing's going to stop me to wrap your mind around something like that it just takes a lot of work but with you so okay so how are you doing that right now what are you putting out into the world what's going on how have you owned that mantra in your own life i'd like to know yeah (laughs) no that's great um so (laughs) mindset that i have is you know um i don't take myself seriously I take nice. my work seriously, right? But I don't take yeah. myself seriously. Like uh, what I say today, you know, five years from now, of course, will be different, right? So it's like, I'm not going to be thinking about what, what I'm going to say five years from now. I'm going to focus mm-hmm. on this present moment. So a lot of uh, self-reflection, a lot of meditation and just yeah. feeling um, your gut or like going with the gut feeling and just doing what feels right. So that's mm. how I approach life. Right now, I just finished... Um, filming um as a lead actress in this feature film called pride jewel so nice. i'm kind of congratulations yeah, <laughs> thank you thank you it's my first feature as a lead actress so i'm super wow. stoked about it yeah i'm working with the producer and the directors and it's just man it's, it's it's been a wonderful experience we were filming for two and a half weeks um wow and as an actor like you don't realize how well at least for me like it's it's a little bit draining because you have to put out all this energy onto camera um so it felt you know i'm I'm finally recuperating and now strategizing i'm like okay well august is about to come what am i going to do now um how am i going to um move the needle forward as um as we say in sales right so yeah yeah um just trying to be social um work on my branding um applying to a bunch of other jobs auditioning all the time so yeah. It's been great. Um, every day, I'm just trying to think of what other ways. How can I? Um, how can I get my name out there? 
Um, and I took that approach actually way back when I trans started doing this, um, when I made a decision to do acting full time, that was back in October. And I ended up, uh, within a few weeks signing up with an agency. So I took that sales wow. approach. I'm like, all right. Um, I know that actors, serious actors have to have an agent. I sent out my, um, um, actor's resume in addition to a, unprofessional headshot that was taken by my um, best friend who's a photographer um nice. and okay. i ended up um doing a road trip when i came back home um i had three interviews lined up with three different talent agencies yeah and wow <laughs> that's amazing so, yeah so that was so 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 cool I, I didn't even think um that would ever happen and at the time i didn't really value it as much i'm like oh it's just it is what it is, you know, like yeah. it's just interviews, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize how, how, um, special it was actually. So yeah, I'm now signed with an agency out in the wow. Bay area being represented. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'd love to get represented nationwide, you know, like we're at least in other big cities like New York, LA, it would be really nice. Maybe Miami, uh, once COVID and everything settles <laughs> yeah. down, you know? Um, so yeah. That's just, really cool. Yeah. Moving That's along. really cool. I, so the, I, I so can I just ask a few more questions? I know you talked about some other Please? stuff about the movie, um, yeah, about yeah. being in the movie. So what's, was that your first time ever being in like a real movie set? Like uh, with, with the whole bit, like I've never been on a movie set. I'm literally asking like, uh, I mean, what, that must've been a pretty, was that nerve wracking or what, are we talking like directors and all this stuff, people telling you what to do and makeup and like, you know what I mean? Costumes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So this was technically my second um, feature film. Oh, you... I did a, I did a, I, I had a small part in an independent feature film back in November or December. Okay. Um, this time around, it was a completely um, different experience because I was an, a lead actress. I, I had to come on set multiple times throughout the week. Wow. Um, and I was interacting with the lead actor. So, you know, um, it was definitely a different experience overall. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it was uh, wonderful. We had a trailer. We've uh, a bunch of fake guns, like fake blood. <laughs> cool. It was so cool. Yeah, like, I mean, I've got a lot of content, a lot of behind-the-scene uh, footage that I'm hoping to share with you when the trailer comes out. Yeah, um, yeah, and I'll uh, yeah. promote it on my, uh, you know, to my <laughs> millions and millions of Instagram followers. Yes. And, but I'll at least, least put links to it in this podcast and stuff. And yes. that's really cool. I'm really happy for you. I really, really Thank am. You, that's I, I have another question I want to ask you, if you don't mind. It's not about movies, though. Of course. Um, no, it's no. about your dance. So I've seen a few, like, videos on Instagram and stuff of you dancing. And yeah. I, you're a great dancer. Oh, Man, thanks, who knew? <laughs> who knew you could I dance didn't know. like that? I didn't like, know either. I'm the worst dancer in the world, so, like, take it whatever. You know, like, whatever. Like, my, <laughs> you know, my, my Uncle Joe at a wedding, drunk out of his mind, dances better than I do. You know what I mean? But, like, uh, I have no rhythm in that way. But man, you really dance really well, and I've, I've never seen any, any anybody dance like you. You know, oh, um, thanks, it's very unique, but really, like I guess that speaks to what your uh, teacher said about being mesmerizing on camera. Like, uh, can you explain a little bit about your style with dance and like your what you're channeling there and what what your approach to that is? Because it's it's very unique, very interesting, and uh, just really cool to watch. So. Thank you. I, I so very much appreciate that. It was interesting. So I've danced pretty much my entire life, but I never considered myself a dancer um, ah. until this year. Yeah. Um, so I had dancing classes back in Turkmenistan, but I've just danced all my life. But it was more 
it was never choreography. Like I, I can come up with a choreography, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I danced, um, my form of dancing is freestyle. So I just dance based on the beats of the, the beat of the music or the beat and the energy. Um, mm. And in a way, like I kind of, um, I do this off camera more. I'm still trying to get comfortable dancing in front of the camera. But um, it's almost like I allow myself, my actor self, be uh taken over with this freestyle of music and the beat and just go with the flow and that's the approach and um the reason the way that i realized that i was a dancer was actually um i applied for a background dancer for this um tv show at the beginning of this year Hmm. and um after the audition i actually got bumped to being a feature dancer and i ended up um instead of being a background i ended up being the dancer of the show i'm like oh Wow. Shit, that's cool. And I was among other feature dancers who were actually who had um, who have their own dancing classes. Um, so they teach dance. And I was among them as a feature dancer. So to me, I'm like, holy crap, like this is so cool. I'm 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 in an environment of with a bunch of dancers. And I've always I've always had that desire. Like I love dancing so much. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that was that first show really just kind of um, reaffirmed like, yeah, you are a dancer and um, you're unique. And so after that show, I ended up just um, seeing it for myself by recording myself dancing. Like, Mm. I don't know how stupid I look. I don't care. (laughs) Um, It looks great. Yeah, this looks cool. Like, I like the way the dance moves go with the flow. I'm like, okay, I see you. I I see you. Let's let's keep doing this. Yeah. (laughs) Here we are now. (laughs) It's probably, I mean, I mean, and I don't, I don't mean this in any kind of offensive way, but I think the Turkmeni, uh, Turk, how would you say it? Turkmeni or Turkmenistanian? Turkmen. Oh, just Turkmen. Turkmen. Shorten it up. All right. So the, the Turkmen influence though, I think is probably something for someone like me who is only exposed to like, uh, certain dancers. Like, you know, what do I know about dancing? It's like what I've seen on Broadway, what I've seen Mm -hmm. in, um, Britney Spears music videos and stuff, you know, (laughs) but that's just me. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not super in tune with that kind of world, but I think that there is something like, how many um, Turkmen dancers do you think Americans are exposed to? Not that you're a Turkmen dancer in the sense, but there's an influence there, right? So it's like, it's something that I think uh, like maybe like a lens that I, I your influences shine and, and it's something I think is very unique. Something I, I most people haven't seen on camera. So it's, it's, Thank it's really you. cool. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I don't know if it's a Turkmen influence. It definitely has um, some Middle Eastern flavor into it as uh, but I would say as a freestyler, you get to mix up different cultures and put it into one. I've been told that I dance. Um, I love hip hop. So I have yeah. been told like, Oh, you dance like a black girl. I'm like, okay, okay thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are yeah. a bunch of like uh, Latin moves that I incorporate into my dance as well. So I think when it comes to my freestyle dancing, I yeah. incorporate all different types of cultures and make it into one beautiful presentation. Yeah. That's know. really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And it shows, I mean, you know, it's just like a representation of, how you're expressing yourself through the beat and the music. And uh, that's really cool. It's like almost like it's to me, like the way I can process in my head, it's like improvising on yes. like, with an instrument, you know what I mean? Just kind of yep. connecting directly to the source and, and just yeah. fucking letting loose. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's what I'm gonna call it now. I'm just an, an improv dancer, not a freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, freestyle is cool too. But when I, when yeah. you say you're a freestyle dancer to someone like me, I feel like at some point you're going to start rapping. Can you, <laughs> are you a rapper? 
<laughs> I'm not, but I always wanted to be. So yeah. who knows? Five years yeah. from now, I might, I might uh, <laughs> drop my single. Oh well, <laughs> we can, we can. Sp- next time you come on the show, we can, uh, re- we can rap at each other. We can have a rap battle because uh, I mm. rap too, but only when I've had thirty beers and it's the end of the night and somebody is- insults me. Then they get let's do it. <laughs> okay, we could do this. We could do this. Hopefully, we can do this. Yeah, let's do this. I'm so down. Same room. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, all right, Aya. Well, I don't really have any more questions for you. I, I appreciate your time and for you coming on to the Real People Podcast. One of the yeah. guests. Yes, I'm so honored um, <laughs> to do this with you. So thank you so much for bringing me on the show, and um, I can't wait to see how this takes off. Like it's the real people. <laughs> By yeah. Ginsburg, like yeah. the Andrew Ginsburg, not just a Ginsburg. It's the thank you, it's Ginsburg. the Andrew Ginsburg. Yeah, the I appreciate it's the that. Andrew I, Ginsburg oh, I hope show. people like it. I, you know, I just I keep telling people when they ask why I'm doing it is like I, I want to put something more positive and inspirational into the world. In my 30s, that's just kind of where I'm at now mentally. I just I'm just in a better place, and I want people to take away something that they feel maybe inspired by. And uh, there's yeah. actually another comedian in New York City named Andrew Ginsburg with the same background as me. Half half Italian, wow. half Jewish. And I'm Whoa. trying to I'm trying to make my results be the ones that come up first on the SEO. So, you know, I'm getting my tags right. I'm getting my tags Man, right. That's, but... that's rough. Yeah. How do you how do you deal with that, Andrew? Like damn. my mom was like, you gotta change your name. There can't be there can't be two Andrew Ginsburgs. I was like, there's gonna be one Andrew Ginsburg by the time we're done with this. Like that I'm gonna send oh, that guy away. So, yeah, it's it's a battle Fire. of SEO retargeting ads. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Shots fired. Hey, yeah. I have a question for you, Andrew. Um, sure. And I hope that you leave this on um, on the <laughs> podcast. So, oh, okay. w- where does where does this go? Like Andrew Ginsburg, where do you see yourself? I guess in the next five years. Put it wow, out that's a serious interview question. Yeah. Uh, where do I see myself in the next five years? Hopefully alive. Hopefully healthy. <laughs> good, you know, because I'll be like almost not almost forty, but I'll be on my way oh there. My gosh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Where does this go? It's like, okay, I'm just following the pulse, right? So mm-hmm. I know that I get a, like, what brings me joy is being like, like, like the things I did when I was eight, doing them now brings me joy. That's what I know. Like, that's yeah. like a truth that I know. When I was a kid, there's cassette tapes of me um, doing this. Like, I used to have my own little radio show where I would interview my friends called The Zone, like an eight year old kid with a, like an eight track recorder. I was like, you're listening to The Zone, you know, like, oh, you cool cats and cool dogs. Like, it's crazy stuff. And, but anyway, it's like, okay, so I'm trying to stick to, like, that person that I was that, like, that got far away from, like, the source of energy that, of a burst of life that I was when I was put into the world. Like, you get away from that throughout your life. And I'm trying to remember, like, what I was connected to when I was a kid and reproduce that. So my goal is to continue to do that. Like, I always like being on stage, so I go and do stand-up, and I do that more often. I have a fundamental belief in... I can't answer the question of where I'll be in five years, but what I can tell you is what I'm planning to do over the next five years is I really believe that there is no, um, there's no such thing as this big magic moment where your life is going to change. Like, uh, like, like God is going to intervene and then your whole, everything's going to change directions. I think that all we can do is understand the pebbles that we want to push in motion down a hill. Uh, the pebbles of like a snowball that can become an avalanche as it, as it gains momentum. So to mm-hmm. me, if I want to be a stand-up comic, it's not about how I get to to do the opening night Friday night at a comedy cellar or something, or how I get on, you know, MTV or something like that. the The question is, what's the pebble? Like, you know, taking an a- taking an acting class, taking a stand-up class, yeah. 
I've always felt this way, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you, and if you do it with the right intentions and you push the, you push those pebbles in motion, they can sometimes become an avalanche. And ha- I've already done this, you know, nice. in my, in my life and career. And it's like, I think it's possible to do now with my own personal passions. It's like, you know, I started off by being like, like, at least in the corporate world, it's like, okay, well, what am I good at? Like, I'm pretty good at talking to people. I'm pretty good at learning mm-hmm. things quickly, you know, and you push, th- it's like, okay, what's the first, I took like an online class on, um, like some stupid thing. Like I forget, like, you know, like product development yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you take yeah. a cl- but like whatever, that's the pebble, you know? And then you see yep. like it grows and grows and grows. So like my plan is to just identify what those pebbles are and just build the momentum and keep at it. And I, I would like to look back in five years and be like, wow, look what this snowballed into is how yeah. I answer that question. And, and either, and if it doesn't, you know, I get joy out of, out of kicking them down the hill. You know what I mean? Like, it's just about doing it to me. It's just about the action yep. of not, not settling, not doing yes. what I, you know, like I, I can't conform and I'm not going to. And um, for me, it's just about keeping it real, man. That's why it's the Real People Podcast. So we'll see. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, just one thing I want to leave, um, leave maybe a thought for with you or um, in with your listeners. Um, sure. Do you remember, this was back in marketing days. Um, so our wonderful, well, your wonderful marketing director, I don't want to, I don't know if I should. If I'm allowed to drop names, but you know who I'm you talking about. You could drop about, it. I, 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 yeah, okay. I could ask her if she's okay. With it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, like when Jennifer got us um, the Strength Finder book and um, 2.0. The 2.0. Yeah, if yeah. If yeah. I know and Jennifer, I, she's going to be very happy that you're talking positively yes. about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, man, Jennifer's yeah. amazing. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, no, I'm just saying no, that no, no, I, no, I, no, I know no. she liked the Strength Finder. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And man, I, I still actually, I, I used it um, as a reference um, when I was mm. on my lowest low. I'm like, okay, well, I got all these results, you know, and um, there has to be, this is a machine, you know, like that told yeah. me like, these are my strengths. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to follow them. But like, I remember for you, when it was your turn to share with the group, like what results you got, your, um, the one that stood out to me and kind of, I'm like, of course, um, that was my thought process. You said, um, I think it was idea you're the ideation um that was you and i'm like yeah of course andrew like i remember thinking like man i wish i had that strength you know like (laughs) (laughs) my strength was command i'm like oh cool um jennifer was like shocked uh when um when she heard mine but when i heard yours i was like holy crap yeah like andrew yeah it's a it's a no-brainer like i almost rolled my eyes i'm like of course (laughs) andrew idea like that's yeah that's you man and um i think it's you have to um, value that result because it's um, not everyone is given that strength. And you definitely have that. And the fact that you can go on stage and improv and be a comedian, it takes a lot of courage. But it also, you know, it's, it's, it takes talent to, to have that. And you have that. So you just keep going, keep chalking at this path. And I know that it will... Uh, They'll get you where you need to go. You know, just follow the, uh, trust the process. That's it. <laughs> well, that's really kind of you to say, and I really, really appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, yeah. very nice of you to say, and uh, <laughs> it's amazing that you remembered that. And that's yes. a really nice memory. It's a very nice yeah. memory to to end on. And, uh, you know, I, it was, I it's uh, been... Uh, I was going <laughs> to say, I have more. I have more. Do you remember the firehouse? <laughs> the fu- the wait, fire- no, I don't. <laughs> back up and any story that starts with do you remember the firehouse i'm not sure i like want everybody to hear it what <laughs> what happened in the firehouse what what, Dude, what was that right, one no, no. we created a firehouse out of a card box um oh the acid house 
Acid was an acid house. Well, sorry, it was an my acid bad. House. It was an acid house. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> That's how creative it got. That was then, so oh, weird. Oh. What about the peanut butter and Nutella challenge? Yeah, with, uh, Quentin. Yeah, that was a, um, a a good waste of company time. That was a, that was a, <laughs> that was awesome. We need so, to bring that back. So we basically had a um a debate at this company that that I and I worked at, like whether we should. What what was better, Nutella or peanut butter? Which I'm not even sure still to this day. I mean, don't get me fucking started on this. I'm not even yeah. sure to this day are even comparable. They should be in the same category. You know, I'm a harmony guy. They're good together, man. But anyway, whatever. Ew, ew. But we took um, some str- so we took some stances and it escalated. Yes. So I represented yep. peanut butter. You were on team peanut butter. Then there was no, Nutella- no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh shit! Yeah, see, look what is it? Look what Andrew's trying to do. Sorry, now, history is written the by the butter. winners. So I remember no, no. everybody like it. <laughs> I feel like you guys cheated. I was the ambassador, the spokesperson, the politician of Nutella. Um, And I think, I think, I don't know about you, um, about what you think about this, but I think as a marketer, we need to get your listeners involved and let us know. (laughs) And I would love to get them. I'll throw a survey monkey in the, in the field here of what they like more. I would love to bring the debate back. I think we should, because I I will say the first time we did it, peanut butter was the clear winner, like by a mile. There was, it was, it was an unprecedented win. That was, no, no, no. I, I'm still upset. Uh, now I regret bringing this up, but I do. Hopefully, maybe we'll get a better, bigger voices. On, sure. Uh, More volumes of people. Yeah, volume. Thank you. Um, vote Nutella. That's all I got to say. All right. I'll put the thing in the chat. And uh, yeah, I mean, hey, like sometimes you're at work and you have to start an internal grassroots campaign to decide what is the better condiment. And we posted like flyers and we. I, I, I was a whole, I was standing in the lobby while people were walking in like with, with remember that table with peanut butter all over it yeah i was handing out so stickers butter. i was like vote for peanut butter it's the best the no. better thing um, it, I, we got a nutella wrapper yeah we had a whole poem going on um, we had a yep. we had a fierce we had a fierce competition but we all my we team did. peanut butter had a broad coalition so it was uh you know yeah. we were uh we had a, we just had a great campaign what can I- <laughs> you did you guys did you did what I, can i, I say yeah it was it was um, yeah. what held me back uh, from winning this uh, campaign or yeah this <laughs> challenge was my shyness. I ah, should have uh, went door by door like all these individuals and be like vote Nutella, vote Nutella. I was too shy. That's my <laughs> fault. So yeah, no. So I'm hoping this one, uh, you guys, uh, your listeners will uh, side with me this time and Nutella all the way. Well, you know what? I'll let you know. I'll let everybody know the results. I will put a survey monkey uh, survey mm-hmm. in the in the link to this podcast, and I'll make sure that we we get this thing settled once and for all. Yes, yes, <laughs> seriously. And peanut butter will reign supreme, you know. No, uh, but I like. I just want to be clear though. I'm not a hater. I like Nutella. <laughs> I have it in my house. I stick a fork in it and just eat it sometimes, especially when I'm. Yeah. All right. I, all right. Maybe a spoon. I don't know. Thank you. Come on. Now. Yeah. That's not how you. <laughs> That's so inappropriate. I know. Well, That's not yeah, how you eat Nutella. I like to live on the edge. Um, you do. <laughs> all, right, all right, Aya. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Best of luck with everything. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. All right, that was Aya Hoja. Pretty good episode, huh? Anyway, follow me on Instagram at InstaGinsburg and click the link in this podcast episode to take a survey about peanut butter or Nutella. Which one do you like more? The debate continues. <laughs>